I just attended my son's IEP meeting last week, virtually, of course, and it was a reminder that this is such an important topic, especially if you just recently received a diagnosis for your child and you're just starting to attend these meetings. And I know there's a lot of rumors about how scary they can be, depending on who you talk to. But I'm here today to tell you how to prep for those meetings, how to go into them, especially if you're new to it all. So join me as we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of IEP meetings. Hey, Courageous Mom. I want you to know that you are so brave, raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. So such a fun topic to talk about today, IEP meetings. Well, they can definitely be scary, especially if you're new to it all and you're hearing from multiple people about their horrific stories of their own IEP meetings. And I'm here to tell you that while it can be scary, especially at the beginning, because I'm not going to lie, it's it's all new and you're still trying to deal with processing the diagnosis and trying to figure it all out on what your child needs. And then you have to also figure out how to navigate through these IEP meetings as you sit with a bunch of specialists and the administration of the school and district, and they're just throwing out all this jargon that you've never heard of before in terms that you need to Google or look into because it's just all completely new to you. So I understand that that part is scary and that it's all completely overwhelming at times. But I want you to know that you're going to make it through that first IEP meeting and you're going to become a pro, unfortunately, at them as the years go on. But I will tell you that although you will be able to be prepared for them and you'll understand what they're talking about and you'll be more confident in the meeting, I will be completely honest and tell you that they don't ever get easier they're never fun and you may cry every single time you leave. And you're probably thinking, oh, Tanya, you're such a ray of sunshine. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> but 
Listen, I'm not talking about that you're going to be crying because these people are so crazy scary, where I'm not saying that some of them aren't scary. I am just saying that you will cry because it is going to be incredibly hard to sit in those meetings year after year and hear about the child that you love and adore, how they struggle and the obstacles that they have against them and that you cannot fix. That will make you cry every single time. And if you walk out of there and don't cry, that that's okay too. <laughs> Everybody handles them differently. But I would imagine that the good population of moms or parents that, that walk out of those meetings definitely don't go out with a smile and don't wish that they didn't have to attend those meetings. So with that, my son, our first meeting to our meetings now, yeah, it, they're, they're a lot better. I can, I feel confident going into them. I'm definitely more prepared and I feel like I am a strong voice for my son, but the mentality when I leave there and emotionally what I'm thinking and feeling, it's completely all the same as it was that first one gosh, how, nine, nine years ago, actually almost 10. So while some parts of it definitely get easier, and I am going to tell you ways that you can prep mentally and be able to go in there and just be completely set up for success in the meeting, I'm going to also tell you that you're going to want to prep with your favorite ice cream or wine, whatever for the evening. So let's just make that clear, okay? Now, in today's episode, I am not going to be talking about IEP law or your child's rights. Not talking about that. I believe there are so many great resources out there that you can access that will definitely go into that into depth. There's tons of information out there for you. But what I'm giving you today I hope will help you to approach the meeting feeling more prepared and definitely more confident. And the first thing that I think is so important as you go into these meetings is for you to know your role. You need to know that you are the person who knows your child the best. I don't care who is sitting in that meeting, what degree they have, where they've gone to school, or how long they have been practicing. You are their mother and you live with them. You have been there since day one and you need to remember that and feel free to remind them of that when they are telling you something that you just know is not accurate. You have to remember that you are your child's advocate, that you are their voice, and you need to remember that in order to stay strong in those meetings. Now, I know that many people will tell you that it's them against you, and I think that's another big thing to prep as you go into these meetings, especially as you begin on this journey, if this is going to be your first or second IEP meeting, try not to look at it as it's them against you. Try to embrace that the fact that you're all 
on the same team. And feel free to remind them all of that when you first sit down, because I have most definitely have said that. And I have showed appreciation to the team members that are sitting in that meeting to let them know that I appreciate all the hard work that they have done for my child and their part in his success in the progress that he has made. And I think acknowledging that is really important because I think it just sets the tone of how you're all going to work together. So although I know that there are some meetings that can be very, just very full of tension and there has been a lot of confrontation back and forth, I get it. I've actually been part of those meetings and it's not fun. And I will be the nicest person, but let me tell you something. If you mess with my child, I you don't want to see it. And I know whoever is listening gets that, gets that so much because I think that when you do have a child with special needs, you are definitely mama bear to the hundredth degree. I don't know, does that make sense? But you get my point. You take that mama bear role to another level. So I get that you would become defensive in those meetings. However, we do have to keep the mindset that we are all on the team because I do feel that having that mindset definitely helps in those meetings. And it really does help the administration and the staff, the teachers, the specialists all approach the meeting in a different way. When everybody's going into those meetings and they're already on guard and defensive, you you can't have a successful meeting. I don't care what you say. It's It really is about communication and understanding and listening. And approaching those meetings as the fact that you're all on the same team will make a difference. Now, again, I understand that you can't control how people behave, how they act. So you may be up against someone who is just a difficult person. And yes, there's financial and budgets that come into play in districts that Sometimes they just are not willing to budge on. But one key thing that I want you to remember in all of this is many of the people at those meetings, they're just doing what they have been told. And I've had side conversations with staff and they will 100% admit that my son needs this, this, and this service but has prepped me that they're going to try to push back, but I will have to deny and, and fight a little harder. So some of the staff in the meetings, hands will be tied because of budget reasons. And they may say no when they really want to say yes. So keep that in mind before losing your mind in the meeting, because these are all things to consider when you're in that large group of <laughs> people and you start getting defensive. Try not to take that part personally. You know that you're not letting up. 
So don't get stuck on that point in the meeting. If they want to take away a service that you're just not willing to give up, just put that one aside in the meeting and continue to move on to all of the other options that you need to discuss for services. And then revisit the one that you're stuck on. If there is no resolution in the meeting that is satisfactory to you, then take keep taking it to the next level until you get what you want for your child. So that is my advice there. I just, I've seen many unsuccessful IEP meetings because I have gone in as an advocate for others. And many of the times it's people are so just defensive going in and upset that they are so all about proving their point and everything else in the IEP and strategies for the child to be successful are not discussed. And the next thing you know, you're leaving the room and you were just stuck on that one point. So please just just keep that in mind, okay? Try to approach as a team effort. And again, I am not saying that we live in a perfect world and that everyone is singing kumbaya in these meetings and holding hands and hugging. But if you approach it with the mindset that you are all wanting the same thing for your child, it will definitely help to have a better outcome. Now, how to set up for success in the meeting um, going into it. You need to prep the night before. You usually will get all the reports prior to, you should get them, That that is uh, law that you should be receiving all reports to review prior to the meeting. So review those reports. Any questions that you have, be sure to jot them down because as great as you think your memory is, when it comes to it, um, you you will forget. So make sure you prep the night before and bring someone with you if you need it. I definitely have not brought someone outside of, say, my husband. I I haven't done that. But like I mentioned, I have gone with others to their child's IEP meetings. And, you know, it really helps, especially if these meetings in the past have been one that has just been very difficult and confrontational because sometimes your emotions can get the best of you and you're just not taking it all in. You're not listening to all that is being said. So having another person with you can definitely help to hear things that maybe you weren't getting at in the moment. Now, another thing that you can do is take notes if you want to. I am not a big note taker because I feel like in the process, I always miss something. Also make sure that you've taken enough time off for the meeting, whether it's the morning, make sure that you've taken at least a few hours off or take the whole day off. I feel like most meetings will go an hour to an hour and a half, but I have definitely been in meetings where there is a lot to discuss and the ones that can get a little heated, um, they have definitely been on the longer side, but the majority of mine usually are 60 to 90 minutes. Um, But 
if you are at a point where you do have a lot to discuss with the district and it hasn't been the best relationship, then definitely plan for a little bit more time so that you're not completely stressed and watching the clock because you have to run back to a child, another younger child, or you have to run back to work. You definitely don't want that additional stress on you. And make sure you go into the meeting where you are dressed well and feeling good about yourself. Because again, I really believe that helps with confidence in how you're portraying yourself in those meetings. And so keep the yoga pants that you don't do yoga in, and I'm completely talking about myself right now, keep them at home and dress up, feel good, because it really does make a difference. And you're going to want to prep goals that you want for your child to have on their IEP for the coming year. And this is something you want to make sure that you're prepped for and have given thought to, because I feel like it's definitely something that is asked right at the beginning. And in the past, I've always gone off of maybe the previous IEP and If he has mastered one of those goals, then what is the next step in that goal? And a lot of my goals for my son tend to be with the social aspect. Um, Of course, there are things that he's working on in academics and OT, but a lot of my goals and what I'm definitely always mentioning and bringing up in the IEP is his self-advocacy and being able to stick up for himself and speak up and just navigating his way around and becoming more independent in his day-to-day school schedule and beyond. I, I really hope that they are giving him opportunities to engage with his peers and to practice those social skills in everyday situations. And another thing that I really want to stress that is important in the IEP meeting when you're attending is to listen. And I know that I mentioned this when I talked about how to approach the meeting as you're all on the same team and wanting your child to succeed. And again, disclosure, I realize and am not living in la-la land when I know that that is not always the situation, but it is always, should always be your goal to try to make that happen because your child is only going to benefit if you keep reminding everyone that you're on the same team because you really are. But anyways, back to listening. There are things that our children struggle with at school that we don't see them struggle with at home because at home they are more comfortable. But there are also situations that arise at school that we don't have at home. But listening to the team discuss the struggles that they have, we can listen and ask questions on what we can do at home to help them become more successful and progress and to make those struggles easier. So hopefully that they're not 
struggles any longer down the line. But I really think that is an important piece is is listening to what is being said. And I know it may hurt, which is going to lead to my final thing that I'm going to talk about. But I know that listening to the struggles are it's never easy and it never gets easier, I hate to say. But listening to the struggles really helps to understand and develop goals for your child moving forward and things to work on. So as much as it hurts to hear, it's such an important piece of trying to help your child lead the best, happiest, successful, fulfilled life that they can. So what do you do after the IEP meeting is all said and done and you have done all your listening and you've listened to all the struggles that your child faces on a daily basis that a lot of your friend's children do not have to deal with and your friends don't have to listen to? What do you do after that? when you have listened to the assessments that have been done on your child and you've heard the scores and how they ranked in certain tests to where they should be and you're trying to digest that all and you're left alone with those thoughts after you leave that meeting. So what what do you do? Well, that's where that bottle of wine, ice cream, candy, cookies comes in. But that doesn't solve any of the emotions the feelings. And unfortunately, I don't have a magic pill cure for any of your emotions that you will feel after the meeting. But I can tell you that it's completely okay to feel what you're feeling. It's okay to cry because I don't think there has ever been a meeting where I didn't cry afterwards. And it might not be. There have been some (laughs) meetings where I have like ugly cried, like crazy. And then there's just been some meetings where I get to the car and my eyes are just full of tears. Um, And I'm sad. I'm sad because he has to struggle so much. And I'm sad because those tests don't capture just how amazing he is. I'm sad that people don't see all that he is. And I know his team realizes that He is so much more than an autism diagnosis, but I'm talking about everyone else in the world. And I feel like after those meetings, I've just been shown like this presentation of all the things that he can't do. So in that moment, it's really tough. And not only in that moment, but in that day, the rest of that day, I feel like that's like front and center in my mind. And I'm not thinking about all the things he can do, all the things that he couldn't do that now he can do, all the progress that has been made. And yes, usually there is like a mountain, a a list of other things that we still have to tackle. And that may always be the case, but eventually that list is is going to lessen. I've got to believe that as he gets older because I've already seen that him 
tackle things that I didn't, I at one time didn't think were possible. But even though I remember all that, it doesn't change the fact that I still may be sad about how far and how much we still have to go. And I'm trying to get across to you that it is okay that you feel sad after those IEP meetings. And I don't care if it's 10 years later and you're still very sad after those meetings because you know what? It is hard to listen to, but you are raising an incredible child and you know what they can do and you've got their back. You are a mama bear. I am sure of it. Your child is more than a diagnosis and those meetings sometimes seem to only focus on all of the negative and in all fairness that is the point of the meeting is is to discuss the struggles and the things that need to be worked on. But feel free to correct someone and remind them of how awesome your child is. And all the data that they collect and the assessments that they do, they never reflect truly of how smart and bright my son is. And when I see those scores, yes, I, I just want to cry sometimes, but I know that is not an honest and true reflection of how bright he is. He is hysterical. He is so funny and he makes me laugh every single day. And there isn't a test or assessment that would capture all of that and all that he is. So listen to me when I tell you, feel the emotions after the meeting, but also remind yourself that you know your child better than anyone else and think of all the amazing qualities and strengths that they have. Because I know you just heard weaknesses, a bunch of weaknesses and things that need to be improved, but think about their strengths and try to focus on that. Because it will, those are the things that will help you in going forward and moving forward in trying to help your child. If you continue to focus on only the struggles, then you're not able to help your child. Your child needs to know that you believe in them, that you see their strengths. Because at school, yes, most people will on his or her team will try to encourage and motivate and compliment, but they won't do it like you do. And it will mean a lot to your child, but it won't mean as much as if they know that their mom or dad is so proud of them. So encourage your child, tell them how amazing they are. And I want to encourage you and remind you that you are amazing. I know that this road is not an easy one. I know that it has a lot of heartache and struggle, but I am here to tell you that there is also so much joy that comes with it. And you are going to celebrate things that you never thought you would ever celebrate. Because to others, it's probably not a big deal, things they take for granted. But for us, for our children, they're a big deal. So don't stop celebrating those either. I hope that I've been able to give you something to think about and to help you as you approach whether it's your first IEP meeting or your 10th. Remember, you're amazing. No one knows your child better than you and no one loves that child more than you. So until next time, I am sending you so much love and don't forget that you've got this. 
Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.